week of Advent. Uh, last week, Pastor Christina was talking about love because uh, that's a part of the Advent weeks. We have hope and then love and this week, peace. So the title of the sermon is Peace on Earth. That's the first slide we got. We'll be in Romans. No, we won't. Don't let me tell you wrong. We're gonna, that's, that's a misprint. Sorry, guys. We'll be in Luke chapter 2. Um, and so the, those portions of Scripture will show up on the screen as well. Um, but I, um, I want you guys, uh, as when we, well, first of all, let's pray. First of all, let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for how you have revealed your heart to us through scripture. And Lord, as we dive into scripture together, may our hearts be united with yours. May our minds be transformed and our lives transformed by how we, God, interact, um, God, with scripture. Transform us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oftentimes when we think of peace, we think of this. This picture here, like that, it's like there's no war, there's no fighting, and that's not a wrong way of think about think about peace. This next slide, um, it says that peace is the absence of conflict. Absolutely, that there's nothing wrong with thinking about peace that way because that is a truth. Peace is the absence of conflict. When we talk about peace on a national level. When there is peace, and some of us were raised or have been alive in a time where people were talking about peace in the Middle East, right? That's still a thing, right? But that rhyme, I remember hearing that as a kid, like peace in the Middle East, right? That's because there was a cry and a desire and prayer for an absence of conflict in a part of the world that had seen conflict for generations, still sees conflict to this day. But... That's only one part of the peace that we remember during Advent. There's this video that has kind of like traveled around and I want to see it. Um, I did take the sound out, but I put some music on it. You got, I want you guys to look at this man in a trench coat. I just imagine that's what he's listening to right now. He's just chilling, eating his french fries. I mean, a fool, like if you get him cussing right now, they are cussing in this movie. He just chilling there. <laughs> I don't even, what's that? Right? No, fries are not French. <laughs> He's just sitting there eating his fries while there's this fight breaking out right in front of him. Peace is also calm in the midst of crazy. Right? There's not just the absence of conflict when we think of peace from a biblical standpoint or even peace from the, when we think about Advent, because even though Christ came to bring peace on earth during his lifetime, it was crazy. 
So there has to be something else that peace means. It's not just the absence of crazy. And as we process peace right now, I want us to think about that video. Calm in the midst of crazy, right? In Luke chapter 2, it says, that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Keep going. My notes are off in there. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. I got to pause there. Because there's a pattern in Scripture. Old Testament and the New Testament. Every single time an angel of the Lord shows up, people are almost peeing on themselves with fear. Right? I'm not, I mean, that may seem like an exaggeration, but the word is terrified, right? And if you've ever read Daniel or Revelation, I think you would know there's a reason for them to be terrified. Some of these angels look like, you know, like bears, and some of them have like the bodies of humans, but the head of an eagle and eyes all around their wings. It's some crazy looking stuff when angels show up. And I can't, there's no description of these angels, so we don't know exactly what they look like. But I'm going to be honest with you, what we've seen in the movies and about angels, they are not naked babies with wings looking all cute. <laughs> because every single time in scripture, <laughs> not just some of the time, there, has, there is never a moment in the Bible where an angel appears to somebody and the first response is not terror from the humans. And we also know that because the very first words they say are, don't be afraid. Go to the next verse. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. <laughs> I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Keep going. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angels, angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, the last verse here, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. To be honest with you, when I was reading this in preparation for today, I, I didn't remember that with whom God is pleased part. Because we just like say peace on earth, right? Like glory to God in the heavens, like Lord, Lord, you know, in excelsis Deo, peace on earth. That's all good. But there's some other words there with whom God is pleased. Which for many of us comes, I'm gonna, we can be honest, it comes with some tension. Because what does it mean to please God, right? And so some of us, we immediately start thinking about things I should do, things I shouldn't do. Man, I should have read the Bible more this week. He's not pleased with me, so that's why I don't have peace. 
That's kind of, that's honestly what happens in our minds when we think of something like that. And I, I want to pause us before we go there because that's not what this is. In Hebrews, as well as echoed throughout all other portions of scripture that talk about what it is to please God, it's impossible to please God without faith. So not of the things that we do please God. That's not to say that God isn't happy with, you know, and satisfied when we, when we sing songs of praise and when we read scripture and when we serve others and when we, all those things are a part of what it is to be a part of God's family. So of course, those things make God happy. But what it means to please God is to have faith. That's what it means. You see that all the way through Old Testament, through the New Testament, it's not a new thing when Jesus shows up that faith is what pleases God. No, Abraham proved that faith is what pleases God. Period. But faith is not easy. Faith is not just this, I believe the story that Jesus came and then he died and then he rose. And faith is so much more complex. It's so much more nuanced than just believing a story. So a part of what the angels are saying is, yes, peace on earth, because Christ is coming, Christ has come, the Messiah is here. But with those of us who please God, there is this element of faith that's a piece of the puzzle. And I actually want you to see what the angels said. And I want to try to wrap this up real quick. Go to that next slide for me. The first thing that they said was, don't be afraid. Yes. Absolutely, that's because there's some scary-looking beings. But also a pattern in Scripture is that angels only show up when God is about to do something different. God's about to do something different. And so there's a message that I need you to understand that is going to scare you out of your mind. So let me be just for a moment, put myself in a position of one of God's angels and said that God is doing some things in many of us that scare us. There's some healing that we have to go through that's scary. Let's just be real. Don't be afraid. God's told some of us to leave our jobs and that scares the mess out of us. Don't be afraid. I'm doing something different. God has told some of us to do some things that quite honestly don't make sense. And we feel this inside of us. And every single time we get in our regular rhythm, we're no longer satisfied. And we also don't want to take that step to change it. Don't be afraid. Yes, angels look scary, but even if an angel doesn't show up whenever God is about to do something different, it scares the crap out of us. <laughs> it just does. We like rhythm. We like comfort. And God doesn't move comfortably for us. Amen. I know we want him to go slow with us. <laughs> like, come on, baby, this way. Here we go. But most of the time, that's not how it works. It's okay. We're family, right? (laughs) Look, you're here now, so you're family. It's okay for us to know that is not a part of God's character to move at our pace. (laughs) That's okay. Don't be afraid. God's doing something, 
And all of the discomfort that comes along with that for us is still for our good. Don't be afraid. But I don't know what the end's going to be. Don't be afraid. I don't know what the journey's going to look like. Don't be afraid. I was expecting something different. Don't be afraid. How are you going to save the world with a baby wrapped snugly in cloth? Don't be afraid. Peace isn't just the absence of conflict. It's calm in the crazy. When they're saying don't be afraid, is y'all about to go through some crazy stuff. <laughs> but don't be afraid. It's okay. Peace. Peace is also mentioned in this, these gifts of the Spirit. Peace is a gift to be received. I'm going to say that again. Peace is a gift to be received. Calm in the middle of your crazy is a gift to be received. You don't have to do much work to get it, but you do actually have to receive it. You do have to be position yourself to put your hands out and say, I'm ready for that peace you were talking about now. <laughs> Some of us just join in the crazy. That's why I want y'all to see the picture of the man eating his french fries in the crazy. Some of us join in. We take out our cell phones. We start looking around. We like, stop, stop, don't do it. Look, he's sitting down just eating his fries. That's a gift to be received. Not something we strive for. Some of us are working so hard for our peace. And that's not a thing. I love contrasting the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. Because the fruit of the Spirit, oh, actually, I'm backwards. This is a fruit. <laughs> love, joy, peace. This is something for us to receive. But as we sit there eating our fries, it also grows in us. As we position ourselves to not join in the crazy, it grows in us. It's something for us to receive. It's a gift for us to receive. The next thing, and this last kind of little nugget, my world can be at war while I still have peace. That's a reminder for all of us. My world can be at war. Here's why I'm saying this. Some of us are familiar with when Jesus and the disciples were crossing the water and a storm broke out. Jesus is in the back, not just chilling, literally sleep. <laughs> sleep. And I want us to know this is not a cruise line, fam, right? Like some of us have been on a cruise and it's like, oh, if the water's a little choppy, just go in your room. It's fine. Like, no, <laughs> this is like, a, like, I need you to imagine someone just a little bigger than a fishing boat. 
There's rocking going on. Jesus' face is getting wet, potentially, and he's sleeping. He says, peace be still to the water, and the conflict goes away. But I don't want us to miss what was happening with the Savior. Even before he said peace to the water, he was in peace and calls us to that as well. See, a part of what it is to be a believer and have faith is this combination of I can, something is, I'm going to have this absence of conflict at some point, but even in the middle of the conflict, I can and will have the peace that's promised to me. Why am I saying that? Because that's what I, that's all what scripture is all about. At the end, when sin is gone and there's no more tears and there's no more suffering and pain is no more and there's a new heaven and a new earth, all the conflict that makes our world feel crazy right now is gone and there is peace as in the absence of conflict. But we have been given something now that will allow me to still be at peace in the middle of all of this crazy. That's the peace that surpasses our understanding, right? That's what Paul is talking about in Philippians when he says, cast all your cares on him, like, and bring all of this stuff in the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus because it doesn't make sense for us to have peace and crazy. It doesn't make sense for us to sit there eating french fries while the world around us is fighting. It doesn't make sense for us as believers to not be arguing on Facebook when everybody else in our family is. It doesn't make sense for us to not be up in arms about the economy when everybody else is tripping about what's going on with the stock market. But it does make sense because our Savior has come to bring peace, not just the absence of conflict calm in the middle of my crazy my savior has come the messiah is here snugly wrapped in clothes and while it doesn't make sense the pattern is that it's real peace on earth to those with whom god is pleased it doesn't require that much of a stretch to believe that peace can happen in my crazy because the pattern is true. Just a real quick show of hands. How many of us have ever experienced peace in the middle of our crazy? Look, the pattern, the pattern is true. I'm not asking you to believe something new right now. I'm not asking you to trust something that has not been proven. I'm asking you to believe the pattern that started with Jesus in the back of a boat. Back up, it started with Abraham and Sarah waiting on a baby for 25 years, walking around in the wilderness with no idea what was going to happen. Peace in the middle of the crazy. 
the pattern is proven. So all it really requires is that I just believe the science of scripture that says, this is what happens when I believe I have peace. The pattern. And the peace of God that does not make sense to me or anybody else around me. just inhale and exhale, right? I can breathe. And you know what I'm talking about when I say breathe. I get to take a deep breath, not shallow breaths. I get to, I get to just be. I would love to be that preacher that tells you to come up here and I grab you by your belly and tell you that the Lord is about to do something big in you right now if you turn around seven times nope not a thing right here right now what I am going to say to you though is that God has promised you peace so even if he doesn't turn anything around in the next seven days you have been promised a gift in the coming of a Messiah who sleeps in the middle of storms One day, there'll be a sermon about how we have authority to calm storms. But right now, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. Sleep in the middle of it. (laughs) Breathe in the middle of it. Because there's a confidence that you have that I'm going to make it to the other side of this. And there, there will be an absence of conflict. And in the middle of this conflict, guess what? It just is. I'm going to breathe and we're going to just walk through this. As good as it feels for us to have God do miracles and have breakthroughs, it is actually more like Christ. Not to say that it's not like Christ to do big things and miracles. I'm not saying that. But it is actually more like Christ to have peace through my my trouble. Why do I say it's more like Christ? Because that's what Christ did. He healed people, yes. But he also didn't heal himself when he could have. He didn't take away all of his struggles when he could have. It is more like him to have peace when people are saying bad things about me. And that's, that is what, that's who we are. As Christians, little Christs, that's what Christian means. Little Christs. That's how we should be. And Isaiah says this, and I'm just going to leave us with this and then we'll pray. For that last slide for me. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God everlasting father prince of peace let's pray father we thank you that you have given us a son your son 
our big brother in inheritance of your kingdom. Our Messiah, our Savior, our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, but also our Prince of Peace. You are the Lord of our peace. And as long as we find ourselves under your Lordship, peace is offered to us constantly. And as we engage with what you've constantly offered, it grows in us. It grows in us in such a way, God, where there can be all kinds of things going on in my world. But I can breathe. Lord, give us grace to receive the peace that you have given us and make it grow and multiply in us. Make it as contagious as misery likes to be. Make it as contagious as arguing and strife likes to be. May my peace be viral, God, so that everyone I come in contact with experiences the peace that surpasses our understanding and a logical peace because of your spirit moving in and through me. Lord, we surrender ourselves and receive your peace. Lord, we surrender and receive your peace. Lord, we surrender and receive your peace. God, we surrender. God, we surrender. God, we surrender. I surrender my desire to get it on my own and to work to have peace. God, I surrender the fight that I have right now to make sure that everything around me is peaceful. I surrender it the striving that I have right now to make sure everything around me is calm, God, I surrender it and settle into your arms and receive the peace that doesn't make sense. May we live in it. May we breathe in it. In Jesus' name, amen.